And if you're ready to talk toys, I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show, and we're back for season two for 10 more episodes of Toy Talking Goodness. And this time, we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, Holy Grails, play sets, what if scenarios, and so much more. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that, and of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show season two, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. Once again, it's Ben Arnault from the Smoking Hot Confessions. And before he tells you a great idea about a place to go for all your barbecue grilling needs, hint, hint, Smoking Hot Confessions, I'm going to talk to him about DC. And DC right now is kind of was looking real good heading into 2022. Good storylines, good series, good movies, Suicide Squad, you had Peacemaker, the Batman was killing it earlier this year. You've also got the Joker, that's a sequel, has been greenlit. So we'll see something. Well, you can't argue. You can't argue with a billion-dollar R-rated film, my friend. No, 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 no. But just the idea of it being a musical, I was like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that's just a throwaway line. They're just, they're, I think they're yeah. just playing with us. Well, with Lady Gaga being rumored to be playing the lead alongside Joaquin Phoenix. I think that you've got two outstanding actors there. Lady Gaga has done a great job in, in some films. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what she can bring to this universe, this deep, dark universe. If you talk about the DC universe, it seemed like a lot of momentum was going forward. You have Black Adam that's coming on the way in the not-too-distant future. You have Aquaman 2. You've got Shazam. Things are starting to look really good for the DC universe. And then real life happened and then real life happened to ezra miller and all the things that he's done all around the world as far as in hawaii overseas what he's doing now uh, some very concerning things as far as that part of it because he's really not making a good representation for himself he's gotten trouble with the law on more than one occasion in recent times leaving Warner Brother executives really at a loss for what to do going forward because he has a movie coming up by the end of this year called Flashpoint, at least scheduled as of now by the end of this year called Flashpoint, which is supposed to retcon a lot of what's gone on previously and try to make it more streamlined going forward. So I ask you this, my friend, a lot of perplexing things. If you were at Warner Brothers slash HBO slash HBO Max, slash dc headquarters what will your plans be right now at this point citing all the bad news that's coming ezra miller's way oh look i mean it's 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 such a hard call i mean um there's obviously a lot going on in their lives i suspect just from reading about the incidents that there's some there's most probably some mental health issues going on here and i dare say it's because he's going to be under a lot of pressure because this whole point of this Flashpoint storyline, as you said, is basically to reset the absolute quagmire mess, in my opinion, that has been Batman versus Superman and the original release of Justice League. Yeah. And so they had this amazing opportunity to reset all that. And I dare say that, that Ezra Miller, they were feeling the pressure of all that combined with what's happening in their personal life. And it's really hard to say when someone's having mental health issues, you got to cut them. But 
there's also been a lot of violence in what he's been doing towards women, which I do not support or accept in any way, shape or form. That cannot be tolerated or accepted in any form either. Agreed. So agreed. my personal opinion on what I would do if I were the head of Warner Brothers, I would say we cannot tolerate this kind of behavior. So we are taking him out of this role and we are going to recast him. However, we're offering them these support programs and we encourage them to get better, to do what they need to do to be able to come back to us in five to 10 years time. It's not a good look to turf out someone who's having mental health issues, but it's also not tolerable on any level that there's been violence towards women. So I would not want to be the actual person having to make that decision because it feels like no matter which way you go, you're out of the frying pan into the fire kind of thing. Rock in um, a hard place, my friend. It is. It is. It is. I do not envy uh, the head of Warner Brothers, their position there at all. Because you've already um, spent $150 million plus filming this movie. It's already done. It's basically in post at this point in time as we speak, adding CGI, adding some effects here and there. But the principal filming has already been completed. That's a bigger problem because you've already have a completed movie in the can and the actor has already courted some controversy since. So what do you do? How do you finish this? You know you got to do a flashpoint to reset this DC universe and put it on a better track. You've already had some good signs leading into it with some good products that you put out there for people. But what do you do to go ahead and make this right? I understand it's a very difficult decision, and you obviously want to make sure that you take great care to go ahead and help them as best you can in this situation. But the violence and the bad things that have been perpetrated by them or alleged to have been perpetrated by them is also a very bad look, as you indicated, the proverbial rock and a hard place. So really, what do you need to do from here? Do you just go ahead and make the big call to go ahead and make a change? Yeah, I mean, wow. Like We're I talking about imagine. an extra $100 million, at least in doing so, to reshoot all those scenes. How much actual reshooting would you have to do? I mean, in a movie like The Flash, there's going to be tons of CGI in there, and it can't be that hard to CGI out Ezra's face in the mask and put someone like grant gustin's face in and then just reshoot the scenes where he's not in the suit and he's not being cgi'd i mean would it be that much and i mean it wouldn't be that much extra to employ grant gustin Uh because he's not a huge movie star he's not pulling in you know 50 million dollar a contract movies you know like uh say johnny depp or robert downey jr somebody like that so i mean you know could you get away with it for I mean, you know, when I say not that much, we're still talking, you know, 20, 30 million. But in the scale of making these movies, that's 10%, an extra 10% on the budget. I mean, uh, what I think they basically need to do is pull some kind of thing like they did in Sliders. Remember that TV show from the 1990s? Yes. And I mean, they did it awfully. Sliders did it very poorly where they tried to replace the actor but try and claim it as the same character. So, I mean... That was terribly done, but something similarly could be done in Flashpoint as the different universes merge or something like that. You know, there's this sort of flashing of the characters' faces one over the other, backwards and forwards, and then it settles as Grant Gustin. It's going to have to be something like that because I don't know really if they should put out a movie of the stature 
that's going to be the future and set the future for the DC universe with Ezra Miller there. I really think that's not going to be a great call. They can't. They can't. You can't have someone on record choking women in, in public and throwing chairs at them in bars and things and like put them on the marquee of a blockbuster movie. That's not going to fly. There's going to have to be something done. And I think that the general public are going to have to uh, not get as upset as they did about sliders and just accept that that's just the way it's got to be. But I am something I am looking forward to. I am looking forward to flashpoint in terms of the storyline. Yes. So ignoring the Ezra Miller factor, you and I've been talking about this for years now, three or four years ago, you and I were talking about justice league. And I was saying, I really hope they do flashpoint so that they just, wipe out this whole thing and just carry on like that if it ever happened well my friend it's been fantastic talking to you about marvel dc we didn't even get to star wars you know because there's so much going on in star wars and we'll catch up on that whenever you're ready my friend and you can come back on the show but before we head on out you know i cannot leave you without talking a little bit of food and barbecue because you know, no matter what time it is, and it's 1.30 in the morning here for me, it doesn't matter. I always love talking some good barbecue. In fact, I had some good Korean barbecue before we went on the air earlier tonight. I want to talk to you about sandwiches. When it comes to sandwiches, barbecue sandwiches have a taste and a flavor all their own. Well, I ask you, my friend, something that a lot of people are going to try and make out in the grill this summer as it gets hot, as it continues the summer our barbecue sandwiches. Can you give any advice out there on how to make a really good barbecue sandwich? Well, look, I'm, I'm really glad that you asked that. I've been working on, um, on, on lamb a lot lately because with the way things are at the moment, there's a whole lot of different meat prices are going all sorts of crazy. So we're eating a lot of chicken and a lot of lamb in our house at the moment. But generally speaking, we're eating the cheaper cuts of lamb, which is good because that's the whole point of barbecue is that we're cooking the, cooking the cheaper cuts of meat anyway. Yeah. So, You've got your typical classical American pulled pork burger, right? You've got your pulled pork, you've got your sauce, you've got your slaw or your salad, whatever on top on a nice brioche bun. One of the things that we like to do over here is we put a bit of a Greek style spin on it and we'll actually get a lamb shoulder and we'll season the lamb shoulder with salt, pepper, some powdered garlic. I actually like to just pierce the skin and put little slices of whole garlic in and little sprigs of fresh rosemary out of the garden, stick them in the hole as well. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I'll cook the whole shoulder the same as if I would a Boston butt. So a, a whole pork shoulder. Do it exactly the same way. Smoke it, wrap it, pull it off at about 203 degrees Fahrenheit. Shred it the same as you would a pork shoulder. Pull the bits of rosemary out because you don't want to actually eat them, but keep the garlic in and because that'll be all soft and mushy and gooey by then. So it's all going to sort of mix in nicely with the, with the pulled lamb. And then I like to get a bit of Greek yogurt and I'll get some minced garlic out of the jar and spoon out some of the Greek yogurt, mix in the minced garlic and chop into little bits of triangles, some cucumber and throw some of that in there as well. And then if I have some, I'll throw in just a little pinch of fresh dill, not too much because you don't want it to taste like a cheeseburger, but just a little bit, just a little bit of dill in there. Well, can I ask you this? That sounds almost like a tzatziki sauce is that you're creating right there. That's basically what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm creating like a what's in the fridge. What can I do to try and make a tzatziki? So, <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're basically doing a pulled lamb tzatziki burger. Oh, wow. um, and so you just take your burger bottom, throw a bunch of your pulled lamb on there with all that sort of that mushy garlic minced in. And it's got that rosemary flavor to it as well. 
put a dob of that tzatziki on there as well that you've just made that tart Greek yogurt with a bit of garlic and cucumber, a little bit of dill, some lettuce or some baby spinach. Mate, I tell you what, it is a fusion of American style barbecue with some Aussie lamb and some Greek flavors. It's so good. It's so good. You're terrible to me, man. You just, just, you really want me to go ahead and just extend myself to like five, 700 pounds. Just eat all those great food. You always talk about on the show. I just, I'm really convinced of that, my friend. Well, I tell you what, next time I'm on, I'll talk you through my U.S. blended with Australian, blended with Italian smoked lamb shank ragu. It's it's unbelievable. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. The things you say on this show, it's just so crazy, man. But I tell you what, it's so delicious indeed. He is the man behind Smoking Han Confessions. My gosh, you got that's just, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I, can I bring you back on tomorrow? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm <laughs> but I will bring you back on soon for that recipe. And of course, a lot more pop culture talk. So we can talk Star Wars because, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi just ended. And, you know, we've got a lot to talk about there, but we've got other stuff coming hopefully on the way for Star Wars. And I know I'm, I want to hear your thoughts on what the future you believe will be for the star wars universe we've heard some great thoughts on marvel and dc you know we talked star wars before so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well looking forward to it that Andor series looks pretty interesting it does indeed so hopefully around that time we'll be able to check that out but it is once again ben arnell from smoking hot confessions ben it's been just a tremendous pleasure as always truly appreciate once again you being part of the pop culture cosmos If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And we're back to close out the show. It's a PC Multiverse. It's Melinda Barkhouse Ross, the mastermind behind many good things going on in the world of vampires. And before we head on out and before I mention the princess on Hulu and also as well what we're seeing and hearing about when it comes to Peacock. You mentioned some vampire things going down. Isn't that correct? Yeah. So the Vampire Academy, the movie came out three or four years ago, maybe five. Not to be confused with the Police Academy movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that would be an interesting crossover, though. Let's be honest about that. It's another. I can see Steve Gutenberg getting some fangs, growing some fangs right there. Yeah, it would be incredible. Michael Winslow making some voices. And then I was like, (laughs) like that. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be amazing. I would watch the crap out of that. So Vampire Academy, it's just, you know, pretty people dressed in pretty goth clothes doing, you know, interesting. Pretty goth things. Yeah. Oh, I really like him, but he's dating her. You know, it's all of that kind of stuff. There just happens to be vampires involved. So it's a, it's another teen drama. And Every once in a while, there's nothing wrong with taking in a few episodes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, speaking of other few episodes, you wanted to talk about Love Island. I know that hit recently. It's real weird because we looked it up 
And I, I, oh yeah, I heard, you know, from a couple of people, Love Island, you got to go ahead and check it out on Hulu. Oh, the, is that the UK version? Is that which version of that? Because there's several versions around the world, seemingly mm-hmm. for certain different regions. I guess the UK version is on Hulu and the US version is on Peacock. Imagine that. So tell me a little bit more about Love Island. Well, it has been on for the last four, three or four years anyway, in the summertime. And it's a whole bunch of beautiful single people flown to a beautiful location and they just let them, you know, have some drinks. Everybody brings, uh, you know, fancy clothes and they get all dressed up at night and have a little party in the house and people hook up and then they break up and then they hook up and then they break up. And the point of it is to actually find love on the show. And, and by that's how they end it is, with the final couple and whether or not they're going to split the money that they win at the end. So that's pretty much how the show operates, but can't they just fake it for the entire series and just walk out richer. You absolutely could. Okay. Yeah, you really could. But one of the things that's been so enjoyable about the show is the guy that does the narration. He's a radio guy. I used to know the name and now I forget it. So to you, narrator, I apologize that I've forgotten your name. Don't take it personally. I have a terrible memory. Well, I'm on Matthew Hoffman. Could be. He's a narrator on the series. Yeah. He's the voiceover producer for the show. So okay. Could be. Anyway, he's so funny. And he says a lot of what, you know, you watch when you're, or a lot of the things that you're thinking when you're watching these shows are the jokes that he makes. So it's, it's okay. always really great. From what I understand, he's being replaced by the British guy. The British version is the one that's most talked about. So Yeah, that's the one that everybody talks about. But I really enjoy the narrator from the U.S. version. So I, I hope that what I'm reading or the way that I'm interpreting it is completely incorrect. I hope that that's the case. Okay, well, you go protest if that's the case. Get out that protest for the week. I'm just going to come up with a draft, strongly worded email that just says something along the lines of, I am displeased. Could you please fix it and make me pleased? It's going to be like Mad Libs, where you're just going to write a basic statement, have (laughs) something as far as a blank space, for example. I am really displeased with blank. And then you just fill it in each week when you find something to get mad about. So, okay. Just just keeping track of that. Okay. I I like that. But it is Love Island that's on Hulu and on Peacock. Uh, I guess the UK version's on Hulu and the USA version's on Peacock. So please let us know if you're watching Love Island. I hear a lot of people talking about Love Island. So if you can give me the skinny and let me know, well, maybe skinny is not the word for it, but if you can give me the update on Love Island, please let me know and let us know in, you know, family-friendly words. So you don't have to go ahead. Yeah, something like that. But please let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Speaking of Peacock, before we head on out, and speaking of Hulu, Hulu, I wanted to mention that the princess which is supposed to be kind of like a modern take on the ye old kingdoms of lores. Basically, it's a medieval movie, but done in such a fashion as far as the tone, the dialogue of a modern setting, the princess herself, she gets kidnapped and she's in some type of peril. But then again, everybody else is in peril because she soon wields a sword and tries to go ahead and slay everybody while going ahead and cracking one-liners. So it's kind of set as far as the language is concerned of a modern setting. So it seems to have a sort of different type feel. So a lot of people could be into that. Again, check that out. That's the princess on Hulu, but Peacock just dropped its future. We talked earlier in the show that NBC universal dropped its lineup for NBC, but they also dropped its lineup for the Peacock streaming service, which 
you and I on our streaming one on one show, which people still check out and comment about that they think as far as our review of Peacock may or may not have been a little harsh. Were we harsh? I was harsh. Okay, I was harsh on it, and deservedly so. I mean, still to this point, I mean, it's two years in with all the other services gaining so many millions of viewers over the course of time as far as the big ones, Apple+, Plus, HBO, when you talk about Disney+, Plus, Netflix, all have gained substantially since the pandemic started in 2020, whereas Peacock, even with the WWE and all the other things that supported it as far as the Olympics that they had on there, their sports coverage all the stuff that they had on there, they're only up to 28 million. I know that's 28 million. That's a lot for most people, but unfortunately in the world of streaming, that's fallen far behind. And they're looking at best by the end of 2024 to get to 30, 35 million. We always pick on Hulu. Hulu has even a larger share than that. So I want to hear your thoughts. When I talk to you about what's coming up with Peacock. Yeah. And that's the thing I wanted to talk to you about. There's shows that are coming up for this fall include Vampire Academy, something like you talked about, Everything I Know About Love, Pitch Perfect, Bumper in Berlin. It's a series based off the famous movie series that's already come out. I think it has maybe one or two of the cast members of that movie that's actually migrating over to Pitch Perfect, the series, Bumper in Berlin. Then you have The Best Man, The Final Chapters, A Friend of the Family, One of Us is Lying, and The Capture, among other shows that are coming out for the rest of this year on Peacock. When you check out that lineup, is there anything that's making you say, wow, I got to go check out Peacock this fall? I mean, not right now. I'm not going to, you know, go upstairs and cancel Netflix and get Peacock for a couple of months. It's not, I'm not, no, that's probably not going to be what happens. But I will be doing a lot of checking in and reading on certain things and, and seeing what's going on. And here's a question for you. I'm sure you'll know the answer. Or maybe I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm not sure. Brace I'm ready yourself. for it. Does Peacock have like a trial, like a free trial, like two weeks or anything? Remember, they're, they're the ones with the different tiers. So you can actually right. see the free version of it, free version with ads. And they've got the pay tier with ads. And they got the pay tier. They do have a trial. I believe it's a seven-day. Sometimes they even have up to a 30-day, depending on where you go look on the internet as far as what right. deals they have. So they do have a free deal for some of their tiers and then of course they do have the absolutely free service that they add which is limited on the amount of content you can see from peacock it just gives you a taste of some of the items that you can see on there then again they have peacock no ads which is the full price service then they have peacock you can get the whole library with ads so they've already got it structured out i think that you're going to probably be seeing more services like hbo max or netflix maybe even disney plus go to at some point with ads without ads you know they're going to a tier structure like that at some point in time so they'll follow suit but you can i believe get a trial basis for peacock for a limited time yeah well we i'll wait until like september and i'll get a free trial and and you know i'll i'll kick back and and see what's up and and see how you know these new shows are are doing and, and how they're being rolled out but I'm definitely going to keep an eye on what they have coming and how they're marketing them and, and all of that kind of stuff. That'll be interesting to follow. Well, my guess is that the, what they'll do is, I'm just guessing, okay. that when their shows, as far as their, especially the fledgling shows that they haven't been shown yet to the public, as they come out, as they premiere, maybe they'll showcase one episode on the free version, the absolutely free mm -hmm. version of Peacock. 
So maybe that's a way you can go ahead and check it out to see if it's something that you'd like. I'm a, that would be the smart way for me. If I've got that free version sitting there that most of my people that have Peacock that are on as a free service, yeah. then I would go ahead and at least show them a sample and a reason why they need to go ahead and pay a little bit larger for one of those tiers. Yeah, that's a really smart way to, to do it and to look at it. That would be very clever of them and dastardly, but clever. Now, if they don't do that, they need to go ahead and get us in there. We'll yeah. go ahead and make sure that we have they have a Vampires and Vitae section in yes. there, uh-huh. along with the Vampire Academy. That way, the algorithm is, since you watch Vampire Academy, you need to check out this from Vampires <laughs> and Vitae. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's, that's exactly the way that that should go. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, indeed. But <laughs> listening to the lineup that yeah. Peacock has coming down the lane, are you excited? out there for what's coming up with Peacock. Are you going to get into Peacock this fall? Please let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, because I really don't want to spend my whole time and whole year laughing at Peacock, because it kind of hurts because the WWE is there, and I've always said that WWE is there and nothing more. I'd really love a reason to go ahead and get Peacock more than the free version. So please, is there a reason why I should do that? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. My friend, it's been a great episode. But before we head on out, I wanted to let you know, Shorzy, you recommended Shorzy yes. to me a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I want to let you know that I have checked it out. And? And I think it's like Slapshot, the 2022 version. <laughs> If you're familiar with the old movie by Paul Newman and Uh yes, the brothers that always seem to get in fights everywhere, seems to me like it's a modern day updated version that, or at least it takes very liberally from that movie. Your thoughts on that before we head on out. Okay. So it is a spinoff of Letter Kenny. So if you have been watching Letter Kenny, then you know, at least of the character Shorzy, because you never see his face when you're watching Letter Kenny, because it's the main character from Letter Kenny who plays Shorzy. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the connection between the two shows. And Shorzy just, I don't know, man. It was such a fun watch. And by the end of it, by the end of, I think it's only six episodes, you suddenly realize that in between all of the crude humor and all of the swear words, it was actually a story that had quite a bit of heart to it. And that's what I enjoyed so much when it ended. You know, Reminds like when, me of the boys. Yeah, like when he was talking to the girl, he was like, I'll be so good to you. You'll wake up in the morning and there I'll be waking up beside you, just being good to you. Who doesn't want a line like that? I mean, come on. It was great. It was such a good show. Although if, you know, Robbie says that to you, it's like, I know where you got that. I know where you stole yeah. that line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> We have everybody at work watching it. So now, you know, you you walk into the pizza shop and it's a whole bunch of, you know, Shorzy quotes being thrown around the restaurant and stuff like that. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. And there's so many great one-liners and, and quick little quips in there. It's just chirping the entire time. It's great. Well, if you get a chance, everyone, check out Shorzy. I, like I said, the Shorzy series, though, has a lot of influence from Slapshot. So if you're into a little bit of a hockey, light-themed, you know, somewhat vulgar, but still yeah. very good hearted show. Please go ahead and check out Shorzy and share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, thank you so much as always for being so much a part of what we do here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. But any last thoughts 
before we head on out. Okay, if you've ever caught an episode of Vampires in Vitae, the originators, the world of darkness, they're the people that put out the Vampire the Masquerade books. They're about to launch, I believe it's tomorrow, they start their live stream of their new season. It's called New York by Night, and you can absolutely pop onto Twitch and have a look at it. The first couple of seasons I followed and they were really great. The storyteller Jason Carl works with World of Darkness and he's an excellent storyteller. He's so good. And if you want to see the game done per rules as written, absolutely watch this. Vampires and Vitae is very rules light. We took a lot of the crunchiness out, but if you're looking for like the real way to play Vampire the Masquerade, then check out New York by Night. It starts tomorrow. Or today, I, kinda like, I guess. Kind of like the way you guys do it a little bit more. You guys seem to have so much fun when I watch it. Oh my gosh, it's just silly fun times with friends around a table. That's really all that tabletop RPGs are. That's mm. very much true indeed. So for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. This is another beautiful day right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. Tangentboundnetwork.com. Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.